Welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a former teacher turned entrepreneur here to help you navigate the messiness of mom life and biz life. Each week, my guests and I will share our experiences, insights, and tips to help you move your business from survival mode to success mode. So grab your favorite drink and let's dive in because this girl means business. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 146 of the Girl Means Business podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Um, I apologize now for my scratchy voice like the majority of the rest of the world. I am kind of coming out of a little bit of a cold, not COVID. Luckily, I was tested. I was negative, all good, but still just scratchy throat, runny nose, you know, the allergy thing. It has been a roller coaster of weather here in Texas. We've had 70 degree days followed by 20 degree days. So I'm going to blame the awfulness of my voice today on the Texas weather. All right, guys, scratchy voice aside, we have a really great show for you today. I told you back at the end of 2021 that we were going to start the year off strong with money mindset, a couple of different episodes talking about finances and the way we think about money. And I'm living up to that promise with today's episode. I am chatting today with Marla Diange, who is the owner of Marla Diane Mentoring. She's an international success coach, business strategist, and transformational artist for high-achieving creative entrepreneurs who are ready to upgrade to the next level of life and business, all financially, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Guys, this episode is really packed full with some great thoughts and tips on mindset. And the title of this episode, Recalibrating Your Money Mindset. I loved the visual of the idea of recalibrating our minds around money. You know, I think about like recalibrating your car or even like when it comes to photography, you know, we have to get our lenses calibrated and our, our camera, all these things calibrated so that they are are screens calibrated so that everything is the way it needs to be and that everything works together. And I love this visual idea of our minds being recalibrated as well so that we can kind of reset, refocus, and make sure everything is in alignment to give us the best possible mindset we can around money. So I'm going to give my voice a rest, jump into our episode today. So enjoy my conversation with Marla Diane, and I hope you all have a wonderful week. All right, guys, I am here with Marla Diane. Welcome, Marla, to the show. Thank you so much for being here. How are you today? Thank you for having me. I am, I'm terrific. I'm grateful to be here with you and your audience. Wonderful. Well, we're so excited to have you, and I'm Really looking forward to our conversation today as we get into the idea of relationship with money and how we can heal that relationship with money. But before we get into that, can you give us a little bit of background into who you are and what you do and a little bit about your journey? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, goodness, the story. (laughs) So uh, I am this year I'm celebrating 25 years of being a creative entrepreneur um, of two businesses, and besides that, I'm a mom of a, of a 30-year-old, very high-achieving son. Uh, he's out in Vegas, so pretty proud of that guy. So, yeah, 25 years, and the two businesses, I had a very, very fun 
dynamic career as an entertainment publicist. So I worked with celebrities and visual and performing artists for about 20 years. 13 of those years, I had my own PR business that I ran out of my home so that I could raise my son because I was a single mom. And it worked beautifully. It was like I took my gig home after about six years working right for agencies and having a blast. And it was just super, super creative until it wasn't anymore. Um, around year 20 is when I started to get that, what I call my divine, you know, download or my divine urge that said, eh, time to evolve, time to get out of here. And at the same time, and this is all intuitive, which is how I operate, is that at the same time, 2006, 2007 is when everything was changing. So not only did my intuition align with what was going on in the outer world, if you will, but inside it was ready to, okay, let's affect more lives and impact more lives. And so, yeah, social media was coming on this, like, who, what was Facebook? What was this MySpace? What are blogs? All of those things. And social media became the new PR, which was my industry. So I knew that I needed to reinvent myself. And so I searched for about a year and landed with coaching how to turn yourself into a brand since I've been doing that for 20 years. So I was one of the kind of one of the first Mohicans, if you will, that were out there in 2008 teaching entrepreneurs how to turn themselves into a personal brand online and build a, build a community around it with a marketing system. That's how I began my coaching business 13 years later, here I am. I'm a success coach and a business strategist for creative entrepreneurs, mostly women, um, in how to literally you know, reinvent themselves, create leverage, have a better relationship with money and higher revenues, and uh, attract their ideal client. I love that. What a cool story. Yeah, and you were like right there at the beginning of that social media. I think that's so cool that you recognized a need for that and were able to kind of pivot. Like I said, I think that's so important is that, you know, when you are running a business, when you have your own business to be able to see opportunities to evolve and grow and change as things are changing around you. That's right. It's so, it's so crucial to really get a, get a feel and a vibe for the road ahead. You know, always kind of keep yourself on the pulse um, and it just, yeah, it's so, so crucial. That's exactly what happened. And thank goodness, I was actually on an email list of a, a woman spiritual business coach back in 2007. And she was having this expert, you know, on her teleclass at the time. There was no Zoom. <laughs> Remember teleclasses? Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I got on that, you know, um, call and it was all about universal law and he was a you know, multi-million dollar business coach whatever it was I was just so lit up I'm like oh my god I can do this so that's cool um so I know we're gonna talk about relationship with money today but before that I do have a quick question just personally I want to ask you because yeah. a lot of my listeners are moms of younger children or you know school age kids as we're building businesses and raising kids at the same time you've done this you've been there you've done that (laughs) it sounds like it's turned out really well so I'm curious to know because I know when we're in the thick of it it's hard for us to kind of see 
the lessons we're teaching our kids, the example that we're being to our kids. So I'm curious, like having a son who is now an adult and doing his own thing, how do you feel that having a mom that was working for herself, that was doing all these incredible things, how do you think that helped or shaped who he is today? Oh my goodness, fantastic question. Yeah, in fact, I was just on a single parent uh, podcast. Oh. <laughs> it was called Single Parent Advocate. It was a couple of weeks ago, and, and we talked about this very thing. And oh, it's, it's like, it, it goes right to my heart, you know, when we talk about this. So I brought him up. For, well, for, let me back up. He was always a high achiever from very young, old soul, very high achiever. He was a gifted student, all of those markers, if you will. But I knew intuitively I had to hold him in a place of kind of his his brilliance, what he was made of, you know, and just keep encouraging him in those areas. And I brought him up in an entrepreneurial environment, you know, like you mentioned, and I was always very positive anyway. I was going to Tony Robbins seminars. I was going to, you know, all sorts of self-development seminars. So I brought him up in an environment of, you know, of positivity, high achieving. I was very conscious of my mindset. I was building my spirituality so I was very, very conscious of what I was doing. Everything I did was going to affect him. And so I did my best, you know, no one's perfect, but I know based on results today, I must have done something right. Because today he's a good man, young man. He's got a real estate investing business. I never have to worry about money with him. I taught him early how to earn his own own you know wages. In fact, I have a really quick story about this. Can I share? Yeah, it? go for it. Okay. I would love to too. Yeah, yeah. So he, I think he was 11, 10 or eleven, he, somewhere around that. And he comes to me and he says, you know, I, I want. There was a particular bike that he wanted. It was a really cool bike. And at this point, I already was teaching him how to kind of wash his own clothes and make sure his room is clean and blah, blah, blah. The room thing never happened. But (laughs) (laughs) so I said, okay, so tell me what it looks like. Right. I had him explain it to me. I said, all right, well, first of all, you can earn your money for that. I said, I have the money to pay for it, but I want you to. I want you to go and figure out how you're going to earn money to pay for it. I think it was like 80 bucks, you know, the bike. And I said, you know, in my, in my age, I'm sorry, in my, when I was young, a lot of the little guys would do paper routes or mowing lawns or doing some errands or things for their neighbors. And he looks at me, he goes, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and I laugh and go, okay, well then figure out what you're going to do. He came back, I think it was a couple Maybe a week later, and he walks in the house, and he pulls out of his pocket his wad of ones. And I go, what's that? He says, <laughs> I'm working across the street at the restaurant. And I went, what? I mean, he was like, he was underage. I said, yeah. what restaurant? And he says, you know, the little pizza restaurant, the Italian restaurant. He says, yeah, I went and asked the owner, which we, which we knew at the time. He says, I went and asked the owner if, if he would let me work there. 
And so he let him bust tables under, literally be paying under the table. He spent all summer earning his money for his bike. And I took him to Toys R Us and he bought his bike. And that was the beginning, I know for him, of earning yeah. his own money. And so that so was so great. It was amazing. Absolutely, you know, like, oh my God, I'm not doing that. He goes and he finds this job. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. Yeah. How resourceful. Fully resourceful. Yeah. That's so good. And well, it's so funny because I was talking to somebody the other day. Again, I've told you before we hit record, I'm kind of on this journey with my relationship with money and my mindset around it. And I was saying, you know, I I think that there's so much that goes back to our childhood and, and these things that are ingrained in us. And I have so many stories that come to mind when I think about my money, you know, story. And one of them is very similar is that I was probably about that same age, 9, 10, 11, somewhere around there. And I wanted a Nintendo. That was like the cool <laughs> yeah. thing, you know, Nintendo, Super Mario yeah. Brothers and Duck Hunt. That's what, yeah. So my parents had told me, and, we, and I didn't grow up having a lot of money. And so they said, if you will save up, I think it was maybe, again, 80 or $90, something like that. They're like, if you'll save up half of it, we'll pay the other half. Beautiful. And so... And I didn't really have an allowance or anything, you know, kind of the same thing. And so I remember having this pickle jar, one of those big, like plastic um, pickle jars. And we had cut a little hole in the lid so I could put money into that was my little piggy bank, but it was just for this one item, you know, it wasn't like the money I would get for Christmas River and save. And um, I had like cut out pictures of Nintendos off of like out of catalog or the news, the newspaper each weekend, I glue it, tape them to the front as a reminder. And I did, I would find like odd jobs to do. And I would, we had a, an older neighbor. She was a really sweet lady. And I would go over there sometimes in the afternoon and she'd like have cookies for me. And I would like do little chores around her house for her. And I remember taking this little like pickle jar and it had, it wasn't even dollars. It was like coins, coins yeah. and taking it to like the Toys R Us and like, my mom was like, <laughs> I was like, no, I want to pay for it. Like handing this poor cashier is probably like 17, this pickle jar. But I was so proud of myself. I was so proud right. that I got to pay for this thing that I had done. And I think that's such a, a smart thing as a parent. And I love hearing you talk about how all, and I'm sure you have more stories similar to that one where you've 
led your son down this path of having this great relationship with money and with business and, um, you know, and just how to be a good human. I always kind of jokingly, but not jokingly say like, we need to have a, a class in high school where it's titled how to be a decent human being, because I think so many times now, like those kinds of skills, little things like what you did for your son and my parents did for me with, you know, saving up for this item that you really want or understanding, you know, like, yeah, you're not just going to be handed things or even mm. understanding my, my daughter, I have two, they're nine and five. Yeah. And we have little neighbors next door. They're twins that are the same age as my oldest daughter. Mm. And this past summer, they wanted to have a little popsicle stand. Now, granted, we live in the country. And then, so like nobody comes into our neighborhood except the people that live here. And it's like 15 houses, <laughs> but they wanted to sell these popsicles. And so I, I said, okay, well, how much are you going to sell them for? And she was like, I don't know, like 50 cents. And so I said, okay, let's think about this because if, if the popsicles, if we go buy them at the store, they cost this much, they're each one's going to be this much. If you sell them for this much, this is how much you'll make. And she was like, oh, so I don't get to keep all 50 cents. And so I was like, no, at that you got it. You have, you have your profit and you have your expense. You know, and she was like, oh, okay. Okay. Maybe I'll charge 75 cents. <laughs> <laughs> But those are the things like I try to find little moments like that to help, you know, teach her those little things. And so anyway, I just, I know it's a little off, a little off topic, not quite, but not um, really. just hearing from somebody <laughs> who has done this and has kind of, you know, has been through all the things that a lot of myself and my listeners are going through. It's nice to hear that like the little, the little, these little moments that mm -hmm. we're modeling for our kids will actually pay off because uh -huh. you never know sometimes you know when you're in it it can feel so overwhelming and you're just like am I even doing this correctly so yeah, yeah. no this is this is the core of, of everything that we're doing um <clears throat> that is us women entrepreneurs and I related to what I call your money legacy okay since we're talking about the money and their examples and the money legacy is thus <clears throat> you're passing down, and this is why I'm so passionate about teaching the money transformation for my women and my men, but mostly my women. And that is we're passing down habits, behaviors, and mindset around money, unconsciously not, not knowing that they're actually going to be duplicating the same habits, behaviors, and mindset around money as they get older. And so what I am all about is helping women develop a new money legacy from that point on for them and their children because of the recalibration of their old habits, behaviors, and mindset that is no fault of their own or their parents because they only did what they knew best. They didn't have a Marla. <laughs> they didn't yeah. have a money coach, right? That's just not how things were done then. And so, yes, is that a money legacy is literally passing down from generation to generation, like anything else you pick, and, pick up on and get imprinted upon, is you get imprinted upon your money habits, behaviors, and mindset, right? So what you're talking about is 100% appropriate for what we're talking about and how I go about coaching, right, 
my women in how to recalibrate their money relationship because it begins with childhood. It yeah, begins, it really does. Yeah, it begins with how you've been, you know, imprinted upon and typically, which I'm sure you'll agree with this, you know, on, on some level as your listeners is that we have been trained, again, no fault of anybody's, we've been trained by either parents, the uh, you know, aunts, uncles, society, whatever, that money is limited. We have fear, worry, doubt, um, you know, shame, guilt, all those things, all those emotions around money. But guess what? Money is innocent of all that. Money which, by the way, in my world, is an energy first. It's a blessing, right? It's an energy from, if you will, source. Like everything else in our universe is energy, right? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, photographers. Are you ready to make 2024 your best year yet? Growing a business is tough. You're following all the successful photographers and experts, soaking up their best advice and downloading all their free guides, trying to replicate their success only to come up lacking, blaming yourself when their methods don't work for you. But the truth is, it isn't you. Free content and one-size-fits-all courses can only get you so far. What you need is personalized help and guidance, but that can get expensive. Well, not anymore. I've created the perfect solution to get you personalized results for less than $2 a day. Introducing the Focus Photographer Lab, a one-of-a-kind coaching membership that gets you one-on-one results for a fraction of the cost of traditional coaching. Inside the lab, you'll find the three C's to success, classes, coaching, and community. With classes, you gain access to a treasure trove of pre-recorded trainings and invaluable resources. With coaching, you get monthly live trainings and Q&A sessions, along with my favorite part, the weekly one-on-one office hours, where we get to address your unique questions and challenges. And then there's the community, where you get to connect with an amazing group of talented female photographers who share your passion, supporting each other and inspiring each other to greatness. The best part is it doesn't come with an expensive one-on-one coaching price tag. You get all of that for just $47 a month. You can even try it for free for 14 days to make sure it's a good fit for you. And there is no contract and no obligation you can cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Head down to the show notes and click the link to learn more and get signed up today. And let's make 2024 our best year yet. Okay. Before it lands as a physical matter in your bank account, it's an energy and it leans on the if you will, positive or negative, the fear, the worry, the doubt, or the belief of abundance, right? And so if we're brought up that the fear, worry, doubt, lack, right, which we all have, greed, we're attaching a man-made emotion towards money when money itself is innocent of all of that. The only thing that money is And these are the things, you know, I taught my son once I learned this, and he was at that point, I think 18, 17, 18. But is that, you know, money is a blessing, number one, because it's of our universe, because it's of a 
energetic universe that we live in, it vibrates high because it's a blessing without money, which is our exchange of goods and services in our world. We don't have a home. We don't have clothes. We don't have food. We don't have all of those blessings that are in our lives, large and small. And the other thing that that money is, is that it funds our dreams and our desires. Right? So so there's four things that money is. That's it. Money is a blessing. It vibrates high. It funds our dreams and desires. And it's a tool for goods and services. That's it. Everything else, honestly, is a lie. Everything else is an opinion. Everything else is someone's money story. Bless their hearts that they carry around not knowing it's a money story that's leading them down the wrong path. Yeah. So we do our best. I love what you said about, you know, we attach these man-made emotions to this inanimate object, basically. It's a piece of paper. It's a piece of, you know, it's a chunk of metal. And it's so crazy that in our society, this is the thing that we have attached the most emotion to almost. It's a, either you have it or you don't. No, very rarely do you hear people say like, oh, I make just enough. You know, like, oh, I'm doing, I'm just enough. I'm good. Like I'm, I'm, it's always people want more because they don't have enough or they have a lot and they're, you know, Mm -hmm. they're able to give, which is great. But I think it's either, it's the have, the have not. It's the like one side of the train track or the other kind of mentality. And it's so crazy to me that this is the thing that we have attached so much emotion to. And we don't even realize it. You know, I think that what you were saying too about the fact that everyone has this money story and this money legacy, and we aren't really discussing. I mean, we're starting to more now, but you know, you kind of mentioned it when you're talking about like the passing it down from our parents and stuff. You know, my parents didn't talk about this because that wasn't part of the conversation in their generation, and definitely not before them. So I'm I'm grateful that we're doing this now and that we're able to have these conversations about it. But I do think that it is something that a lot of us don't even realize we're attaching to right. money. There's all of this history behind it with right. our, you know, in our lives. It's yeah. a consciousness, Kendra. It's the, the consciousness is what has to happen first, right? Which is what we're presenting right here and now is, is it's a consciousness. That's what happens in my coaching is that the first part of it is even acknowledging it's there. Right, even understanding like what you're pointing out, because our money relationship is the most profound relationship in our life next to our higher power, ourself, and our significant other. If we get that right, in other words, if we learn to recalibrate it and, and be in relationship with it the way it should be, instead of getting influenced by everybody else we're gonna have a pretty decent life. Um, and that is has to do with, and I'm sure you've heard of this, wealth consciousness, right? Yep. It begins there. What I'm curious before I kind of go into a little more detail about that, what's, what do you perceive as wealth consciousness? I was actually gonna ask you to explain it because when you say it, yeah. yeah. So wealth consciousness, what I think of is, I mean, this is, this is just what's coming to me, like 
top of mind because I don't really know that I have an answer to this. But um, I would say when I hear that phrase, I think of like mindset. I mean, I know that, I know that use that word is thrown around a lot, but like it's the idea of when when money comes to mind, it's the it's kind of like what your brain and your body do in 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 regards to that like do you react positively negatively all that kind of stuff so i may be way off base there but yeah. you can correct me <laughs> no you're it's terrific i mean i always like to hear you know what what people you know what they perceive it to be you're i mean you're right on you're on the right path so um wealth consciousness it, it's several things one it's you owning your worth that's okay. number one and we're not going to know our worth, which was part of my money challenges until I was coached and then certified in how to coach this, is that wealth consciousness is you not only owning your worth, but believing we live in an abundant universe. This is not woo-woo. I know you know that. This is mm-hmm. not, in fact, it's quantum physics. Quantum physics is all about energy. And we are just dense energy as human beings. And we vibrate at either a low frequency or a high frequency. And our low frequency are the thoughts of fear and worry and doubt and lack and guilt and all those things around money that we learned to learn behavior. We weren't born that way. Learned, right? Just like we talked. Whereas if you live in the belief, this is wealth consciousness, so you live in the belief that we live in an abundant universe, which we do. The only thing that's keeping you, me, anyone from our abundance, if you will, of money, because prosperity is a result of an abundant mindset. Prosperity can be anything, health, right? Money, Mm -hmm. happiness, it's not just specific to money, but when we match our vibration of faith, trust, gratitude, appreciation, expansiveness about money instead of lack, we're going to match our vibration to money. And therefore, we will manifest people, opportunities, new clients, emails, conversations, All sorts of demonstrations will start showing up when you match your vibration. You're literally a vibration away from the money you want. It starts there. What's that? I said, wow. Yeah, I mean, when you put it, it sounds so simple, you know. You're literally a vibration away when you you come from literally, and I call it being energetically responsible. And being energetically responsible means catching yourself like your hand in the cookie jar. Like, oh, <laughs> wait a minute. I was just thinking and feeling fear and worry and doubt and stress around money. Shift it. It's like measure your comeback rate. How quickly can you shift back to wealth consciousness of abundance mindset and feelings? Right? So what does abundant feel like liberation fun excitement right all of those um um, certainty i was gonna say safety and security yeah safety especially for women oh my gosh Mm -hmm. safety and security is number one it's not for men 
Men have a different thing. So yes, is that the feeling, if you can practice everybody, if you can practice and start to recalibrate yourself to a new normal of, okay, what makes me feel secure? What are moments that makes me feel, and doesn't necessarily have to be money. Match the vibration and the money will show up or the opportunities will show up. So it doesn't have to be specific to money, just the vibration of that feeling. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And so now that makes a lot of sense because, and I, I talk about this a lot with um, like gratitude, but also when I get in those moments of comparison, especially these days, the social media and all uh, that out there, it's so easy. And I always say one of the first things is, you know, recognizing that feeling, being able to recognize when you start to go down that rabbit hole of comparison, because it's when you don't recognize it and pivot that you go further and further down. And so this makes a lot of sense. It's the same kind of thing. I like the example of like hand in the cookie jar. Like you have to start training yourself to recognize those moments, those feelings so that you can go, oh, wait, no, this is a moment when I need to shift Mm-hmm. and change my frequency to something else because I'm, I'm going down a bad path here. Um, Exa- yeah, exactly. And to give you an example of what that may be in your own mind. So you catch yourself in a, in a fear, worry, doubt, you're looking at your bank account, right? Or you're looking at the number of you know clients or you're looking at your revenues for the month and you're like, oh, you know, you're like, in this <laughs> and what you need to do right in that moment is go, okay, whoa, shift, hold on that. And what I do and what I teach my clients to do literally is to shift into a place of gratitude as if it's already complete. Oh, okay. I'm so, I'm so grateful. And these are the things you can say, examples. I'm so grateful the two new ideal clients that were so ready and they were praying for somebody just like me to help them. Yeah. That's what you shift to instead of the lack or the fear and the worry because the universe only works upon your vibration and that which you think and feel, right? Think and feel. Mm -hmm. So it will just bring back to you more of what you're thinking and feeling. So when you, but I have to say real quick, sorry, I'm yeah, yeah. there, but yeah, um, just to kind of validate what you're saying, because I think some people will listen to this and they'll be like, okay, that all sounds good and great. Like it's, it sounds a little like woo woo, you know, like you're talking about vibrations and manifesting and all these kinds of things. But, and if you had told me this, I don't know, two years ago, I probably would have been like rolling my eyes too and <laughs> thought like, okay, this all sounds great, but you know, it, it's probably only great if you actually have the money. However, I, and my husband would point this out to me. He said, he has said since the day we got together, he's like, you have this way of things just happening when they mean, when they're supposed to happen. Like this is totally like random, but I had said like a year, or I guess it was two years ago. I said, you know, I would really, cause we live in Dallas and I've never been to an actual Dallas Cowboys football game. And I love the Dallas Cowboys. And I had said just randomly, I was like, I would love to go to an actual, like a Dallas Cowboy game sometime. Like just randomly out of the blue within three weeks, his company had done a drawing for one per like one team or whatever to get 
access to their company suite to go to a Cowboys game. Mm-hmm. And guess who got to go? Yep. My husband's name was drawn. We got to go. So like things like that happen and they, they continue to happen. And I told him, I finally said, I get it now. Yep. It is because I am doing, I'm putting things out, out into the universe. I am, I have this mindset of like, it will happen. That's right. And another example really quickly is when I have a low season and I do start to have those moments where I look at my bank account or I look at my income and I'm like, oh, it's going to be really tight this month or mm-hmm. oh, this quarter is not looking so good. And the next thing I know, I'm opening up an email and it's someone saying, hey, we want you to write an article for our magazine. We'll pay you $300 to do it. And I'm like, you know what? I was going to be $250 short this month. And now look, you know, like these yeah. things do happen. This is not just some like woo woo, like nope. sit in a circle and sing Kumbaya and no, hope the money comes to you. <laughs> not at all. Fantastic. Those are really fantastic examples. What you are, I call that as a manifesting queen. Is oh, that? Well, thank you. I'll wear that crown. You wear that crown, girl. <laughs> so that's exactly my point. Now, and I have dozens and dozens of stories around that, not only in my own life and clients. Um, there's actions, everybody. You know, there's actions to this. You're not just sitting there, you know, sitting on your couch meditating. That's not what right. this is about. It's about every single moment of the day, you being responsible for how you're feeling and how you're thinking as you're taking actions. Yeah. Right. I am very, I'm a, I call myself a practical metaphysician, right? I'm very <laughs> practical, right? About this. Cause I and clients are right and left manifesting stuff all the time and quickly. In fact, that's one of the, one of the specialties and you okay you it took you three weeks that's pretty quick mm-hmm. some it takes two days some it takes a month three weeks is pretty fast from the time that you put that out there and so that's one of the um, symptoms if you will the good symptoms of what's working my clients are constantly collapsing the time frame of what their goals are the time of their goals that's one of my um i think it's a yeah it was a speaking gig that I did, and I call, called it, and it was all last year during 2020. It's achieving your one-year goals in six weeks without massive action. Wow. Because that's what goes on when you're coached around your money relationship and wealth consciousness. You combine the two, you got all sorts of great stuff manifesting all the time. So here's, a, here's an example. Right. One of many. Yeah. Um, I'm in the first coaching session, the, the kickoff session with a client. In fact, she's in Texas, right? Oh, cool. Yeah, she's in Texas. She runs a marketing company. And we worked on, in that session, we worked on her resentment. What came up was her resentment with her father around money that she didn't realize she was carrying around. Long story to that that was part of her money story. Anyway, we worked on that. The very next day, I kid you not, and these are the things that happen all the time. She emails me. It was either an email or a text. She goes, you're not going to believe this. And I'm like, yeah, I will. <laughs> you know? She says, I just brought in $18,000 from two resources. One that was kind of sitting on it. It wasn't budging. And I've been waiting over a month for some sort of an answer from this. 
The other was a potential client that was also kind of sitting on the fence. The very next day, those two channels of income came in. That is wow. not a coincidence, everybody. No. That's what you did with your Dallas tickets, <laughs> right? And anything else that you're doing, and just please keep acknowledging that because you're in partnership with an invisible thing we call the universe, right? You believe we have electricity, right, everyone? You can't see it, but if you plug into it, you're going to have electricity. Same thing with the universe. It's there. You can use it or not. That's a great example. I like that. Like the plugging in, like you just have to plug into those, those things. But again, I do think, and I want to kind of reiterate what you've said too. And and we talked about it on here, but it's not just a, I'm going to say it and I'm going to sit back and wait for it to happen. You know, like the example of the, you know, that email I got asking some, you know, offering to pay me to write an article for them. That didn't just happen. That's a relationship I have cultivated over time with this company mm-hmm. and I've done, you know, it, it was a partnership thing. And so it wasn't like I just sat back and it magically appeared in my inbox right. that, and there's other stories I'm sure you have too, but it, it wasn't a matter of just saying, okay, I need to, to make extra money. Let it come to me. I, when I have those moments where again, like that low, low vibration, I'm like, I need to shift this. I need to find, mm-hmm some way to raise my vibration my go-to for me because i'm a i'm a doer is what can i do who can i follow up with what clients have i not heard from in a while that maybe i can reach out to that never got back to me after Mm -hmm. that initial contact or you know who can i follow up with in my photography business that maybe might want to purchase some extra products or something Mm -hmm. towards the end of the year as christmas gifts or um anniversary gifts or things like that And so it's doing, it's putting into action things that maybe you wouldn't normally think of. And that makes you feel like you're doing something. And that I think, and maybe I'm wrong, but that to me, it raises my vibration. That's when those things start to happen. That's right. In fact, you're spot on what you're doing because action, law of attraction, the word action is in that. Okay. And we, that's what we're talking about is, you know, law of attraction is that you, what you're doing is you are, by taking action energetically, you're creating a momentum of energy. And so you're, you're like priming the pump yeah. for something to show up. You can't dictate it. That's not up to us. You cannot dictate it. You just have to have the faith, which is what you are doing. You have the faith and the trust that if I take these actions, something's going to come of it, Right. But what I ideally you're doing in the background, like I said, is you're building an energetic momentum to allow that money, client, opportunity to come through. That's exactly yeah. what happened. You got it. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Uh, it's oh. so fascinating. There's there's so much around this that I think <sighs> is so interesting. And again, it's something that I, I, yeah, a year or two ago, maybe three years ago, I probably would have rolled my eyes at. But the more you learn about it and the more you see it happen in your life, you know, it's kind of, um, there's a term, Bader-Meinhof, where it's when you are, something's brought to your attention. So the example I always use is when someone points out a yellow car and then all of a sudden you start seeing yellow cars yes. everywhere, you know? And so for me in the past year or two, it's been 
paying attention to and being able to recognize these moments that you've manif- that I've manifested in my life, whether it's the, the football tickets or the extra money in, in an email or mm-hmm. a client that's like a dream client I've wanted to work with or um, yeah. something in my household that I wanted to, to do or take care of or a trip I wanted to go on. These are all things that like I'm starting to recognize and now it's all starting to make sense of oh it didn't just happen it happened because of a shift that I made mentally physically all these things and so for anyone listening I just want to kind of read you know like push that point that this is something that is not just for people who are like super in tune with the universe and with themselves it's it's anybody can tap into this you just have to learn how to recognize these moments that's right and like we talked about before see it that start to recognize that moment where you need to stop yourself and shift and then pay attention to what happens after you shift because i think that's yeah. where people shift and they go okay it's fine and then they don't realize the result they just created and they don't recognize that result perfect that's so that is so key kendra is it all comes, everybody, it comes with your evolution, right? It comes with you evolving. I call it to be more enlightened, to be more conscious, is that yes, is that you want to make sure as you're developing these tools, it's what they are, they're life tools, manifestation tools, that you pay attention to what's showing up. You pay attention yeah. and then the fun thing I'll say when something shows up, I go, Oh, thank you. God, keep it coming. Thank you. Keep it coming. I mean, Mm -hmm. something as simple as that, but you've got to make sure you're in gratitude. Like you were doing on your, you know, your um, last podcast, you know, you Mm -hmm. talked about gratitude. I mean, the power of gratitude, everybody is it's that high vibration. It's gratitude, appreciation, you know, trust, faith, those are, again, why I say that's what the space you want to live in, even if it, the, the appearance is different, right? You've yeah. got to be in that gratitude as if it's already complete because the universe, the universal energy, that has no time continuum and it just, whatever you impress upon it, it'll give back to you. Oh, oh my gosh, this is so good. I, okay, we're going to have to wrap up just for time purposes, but thank you. I mean, I could sit here and talk about this all day long because it's so fascinating to me. And it's, again, it's one of those things where like I, and I said this where I selfishly started this podcast because these are the conversations that help me to raise my energy and raise my vibrations. I walk away from these conversations feeling so much more energized and excited about myself and my business and all the things. And so I'm just so grateful that now everybody else listening gets to have that same experience too. So Marla, thank you so much for your time, for this conversation, for your expertise. Tell everybody if they want to learn more about you, get in touch with you. What's the best way to do that? Yeah, absolutely. Please come my way. <laughs> you know, let me, I, you know, love, love, love serving my women. So yeah, a couple things. One is you're welcome to reach out for just a 30 minute, you know, intro call. Um, we do over Zoom. You can email support at marladiane.com. Okay. And then even maybe even more fun is I have three free resources downloads at my site. Um, and I'm sure it'll be in the show notes that it's marladiane.com forward slash free. 
And there are three, uh, the three are your path to higher earning power. That's a download. So it's a, a handout with some of the stuff we kind of talked about today. I also have my top recommended success books, right? And then empowering stages of an enlightened visionary leader. So those three are beautiful PDFs you can download and kind of just sit and read them. Okay, so I have one last quick question I just thought of. Yeah. Your PDF on your, because I'm a book nerd. I love to read. Tell me one of your favorite books that you love to recommend when it comes to business or, or money or any of those things. Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> well it's actually in my, my, I it's part of my curriculum. It's in my program. And it's what I coach many of my entrepreneurs, The Big Leap. Oh, okay. I've heard of that one. I haven't yeah, read it though. The Big Leap, because it's all about your genius zone, right? And what that is and how to live in that more often. And that's what I base all of you, how you run your business is out of your genius zone and delegate everything else. I love that. Yeah, it's fantastic. Right, well, I'm adding that to my reading list. Add this a, weekend, yeah. I, I love, I'm, I am, I'm so like, you. well, it's so bright in here right now, but my bookshelf behind me, I love collecting books and I love to read. And I love, and I love physical books. So I want to go a bit like underline and highlight and yes. bookmark and all the things. And so I love finding new ones that I can add to my list. So thank mm. you for that. I appreciate it. And I'll put that in the show notes too, for anybody else that wants to go find that. So Good. well, Marla, thank you again. I so appreciate this. And I look forward to connecting with you again in the future. I appreciate you being here. Oh my gosh. Thank you. This was really delightful. I loved it. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. And as always, you can find any links or resources mentioned in today's show down in the show notes. And if we're not friends outside of the podcast yet, then what are you waiting for? Come find me on Instagram at Girl Means Business. Send me a DM letting me know what you thought of today's episode or any of the past episodes you've listened to. You can also take a screenshot of today's episode and post it to your stories tagging at Girl Means Business, and I'll give you a shout out on my page. I love connecting with you and hearing all about your business and can't wait to get to know you more. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will meet you back here next week, same time, same place.